Welcome to Career Tools. This week, the 18-month rule of promotions. We bet you didn't know it. Here we go. Folks, if you haven't tried it yet, we encourage you to take a look at our interviewing series, 15 podcasts about how to interview, way down in the weeds, nitty gritty, how to prepare your resume, how to write a cover letter, how to prepare, how to dress, how to know how to be good at chit chat, how to answer the big questions like tell me about yourself and leadership style and significant accomplishments, how to close, how to follow up, everything in the style that you, we are known for here at Manager Tools and Career Tools, way down in the weeds and specific. So check it out. Thanks. So you're right. When I saw the title of this cast, I immediately was like, yeah, we've never talked about this. No. And yeah, it's, it's they, one, people think they should be able to get promoted when, you know, when they want to get promoted. Uh-huh. It's yeah. one of those things you see on TV and you hear things in magazines and all those kind of things. And you have this impression until you've seen thousands of CVs. Exactly. You don't know. You have this impression of what the rhythm of your career should be. And you don't know yeah. that there's... A million different rhythms, yeah, yeah. and what you're doing is fine, yeah. which is kind of the message. Yeah, promotions are kind of the black box of, of careers. People, Those people who want promotions know what they want, but they don't really understand what goes on. They don't understand the process at all. In fact, yeah. it occurs to me, we need to do a joint manager tools and career tools, something about how the promotion process happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and the two places that are most black boxy, in my opinion, about careers Individual careers, not organizational processes, um, are promotions and interviews. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So, tell us what we're going to talk about. Okay. So if, if I can't get promoted in 18 months, I want to know why. <laughs> so, well, don't expect to be promoted sooner than 18 months. We're going to talk about why that is. Yeah. Don't move companies to speed this up, which is uh, guidance, uh, advice I see on the internet all the time. Yeah. And go at your own pace. Yeah, I think there's, you go to the internet and, you know, if it's on the internet, it's true, right? Yeah. Um, I I am shocked at the, at what passes for for advice and guidance, right? You and I even send Wall Street Journal authors back and forth saying, can you believe an intelligent person is recommending some young person do this, which is literally career suicide. So 18 months is the rule. Yeah, and, and when you're new in the workforce and, and you know, you've just got out of college or you, you've just started straight after school and you just have this impression of like, I'm young, I'm really bright, I can I do get this. The, I get this stuff. I'm, I'm driven, yeah. I'm willing to work 80 hours a week, 90 hours a week, whatever it is to do it, and I'm going to be promoted it really fast. And, and those people, those old fuddy-duddies that are uh, right. saying that, you know, it can't be done. They haven't seen me yet. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And and the truth is, you're not. You are not the exception. Yeah. You can't go too fast because right now you know nothing. Right. Um, and even if your results are absolutely the best that the company has ever seen, right. it's still unlikely that they're going to promote you. You know, it occurs to me now that I had some of this. Mike would tell you this because we were assigned together in the Army. And one of the things that Kate kept, part of the, thing that kept me from shooting myself in the in the head rather than just in the foot several times early in my career was when I had gone to West Point because I knew I needed that as opposed to just going to some Ivy League school. And then the other thing was I knew the Army wouldn't promote me. I th- There was a rigidity there, mm-hmm. so I knew I couldn't go any faster. I might could have gotten a different job, but fundamentally the pacing of it was made very obvious very early. And, of course, lieutenants were at the bottom of the barrel. But it occurs to me, if I were at a civilian company, I probably would have made you this would, mistake. Yeah, you yeah, would have been that person. Absolutely. I would be that person. The, yeah. All the high Ds that are listening yeah. are that person. <laughs> <laughs> or probably the worst of it. Yeah. I, one of the things that I've found is that 
if somebody wants to get promoted because they've earned it, they've done well in the mm -hmm. job below it. But the problem is when you get promoted, there's an assumption when you're at a certain level that there are certain things you know. Yeah. And some of those things you can only know by having more experiences. There are rare, rare exceptions, but it's unlikely you're that person. And, and people get promoted and then they wonder why they fail in their yeah. first job because they don't know stuff that everybody expects them to know. And suddenly because they don't know it, they're way overwhelmed and take the hour off the ball, but what's really important, and it's too bad. Yeah. There's, a, there's a big difference between being an awesome salesperson who blows all the targets out right. of the way right. and being a sales manager and being able to explain what you did in order to achieve that to other people. Right. And, and you need to learn that skill before you can be a manager. Yeah, and the whole first jump to manager, we have to have a whole series on that and manager tools. People are always asking about it, and we're, we constantly talk about it, but we don't have a series. Um, yeah, and you only learn that job, and when you're doing that job well, there's a different set of skills. Mm -hmm. um, people who are brilliant at operating things often tend to be not so good at managing. It, it may be that you're good at both, and, and folks, we'd love for that to be true, but it doesn't follow by definition, mm -hmm. that if you're good as a, as a mechanic, that you're gonna be good managing mechanics. You know, we have a story. I, you know, did it ever come out in the podcast, The yeah, Tragedy of the, the World? Yeah, The Tragedy of the Welder. I was trying to remember the title, yeah. but yeah, it's in one of the podcasts. Yeah, uh, the, the tr folks, The Tragedy of the Welder is the welder who gets promoted because he's the best welder. And, and generally, what po most people don't understand is psychologically, when you give somebody a reward for doing something, there is a natural tendency lacking other input to keep doing what got you the reward. Mm -hmm. um, and I watched a, a, a senior person who was a great welder and well-liked on the team virtually lose his career because they promoted him to be the manager of the welders and he kept welding and assumed everybody else self-managed themselves the way he did, <laughs> exactly. which is why he was so good at his job. Yeah. And the team fell apart and people started yelling at him and nobody ever taking the time to say, your job is different now. You only get to weld 20% of the time. And the rest of the time you have to do paperwork and go to <laughs> meetings and so on, which if they told him, I'm sure he would have said, no, thank you. <laughs> I'll um, be a great welder. Yeah. And it was a tragedy because management didn't do anything. Management wanted to blame him and nobody ever told him, this job is different. And he didn't want to do that job. And it's okay to not want to be a manager. It's not okay to be in the management role, not do it, and then have your bosses say, well, you're not doing your job simply because management didn't tell you this is what you need to do. And if you're in that welding position right now and you're thinking, you know, you're listening to us and you're thinking, do I have to be promoted? The answer is no. If you never want to be a manager, no. if, you, if you just don't feel that you have the skills or you don't want to do it or whatever, don't think that in the first 10 years of your career, you have to become a manager. No. You can do it later, you can yeah. never do it, and still be a really great person, a really productive member of the society, and still get jobs yeah. that you want. Yeah, and, and two things related to that. I know a lot of people who finally became managers when they were 35, and when if they found us, if they found manager tools, like, this is great, I feel like I know what I'm getting into. And there are a lot of people who became managers at 23, and then later say, when they found us at 35, go, I wish I had known this 15 years ago. Plus, you're going to be a little wiser, a little more savvy if you've become a manager for the first time when you're 35. The other side of that coin that I, I think of often is people who want to become managers and don't, and they're delayed because of this rule and other rules and all kinds of things, reorganizations and different managers, and they don't really get a shot. And maybe it's been five or six years and they haven't gotten promoted, and they begin to get unhappy. And what I try to counsel them on is, don't 
put the driver of your happiness in the hands of the organization. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're recording here in Dulles. Last night, I finished up the day of EMC, our effective manager conference. We're doing an effective communications conference later today. I said, I've been rich and I've been poor and happy is better. Meaning happiness is an internal, happiness is an inside job, folks. And if you're unhappy because you're not getting promoted, that's you giving over your happiness or the driver of your happiness to the organization, don't do it. Now look, you may choose to leave your company and go somewhere else where you have a better shot at being a manager. You're probably not gonna be promoted to become a manager when you leave, you can't go from individual contributor company A to manager company B, it just doesn't happen. But while you're not becoming a manager, recognize there's probably a reason for it and you can expand your knowledge enormously so that when they do give you the role and you can be happy about your growth um, rather than simply deciding you're gonna stagnate, you can be happy about your growth so that when you become a manager, you'll be that much more effective at it. Absolutely. Yeah. And the, the further you go in your career, the more complex your work becomes yeah. and the slower the promotions come. Yeah. If, you, if you look at VPs and, and above and the people that report to the board and CEOs. CEO tenure is different in public companies yeah, sure. just because of the shareholders, but CEOs and all of those people right at the top of the company, they tend to be in the, in, in the position for much longer right. because it takes that long right. to, to be good. Yep. Yeah. So. Okay, good. And so what we're telling them, the, the actual part of this guidance is don't move, don't try to push your company to speed this up. No. Okay. Um, and, and we've seen, yeah, like we said earlier, guidance that says move every 18 months, you can get, you can get, you know, 10% pay rise, a 20% pay rise every time. And if, if you yeah. get a percentage pay rise and then, and then you're in the company and they only give 3%, if you had the 10% pay rise at the beginning, effectively yeah. you've got more. Yeah. But one, it doesn't work. It, it's, it's rare for someone to be able to say, I was an individual contributor at my last company and have enough convincing evidence to become, to be interviewed and to be successful for a manager. Yeah, it's the whole going from A to B and going up a level. Yeah, and the reason why, folks, is if you can't be made a manager at a company where they already know you, why would we make you a manager at our company? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and relationships take time and the higher you go, the more you need relationships. Exactly. And, and if you, if you let, let's just imagine this because it's not going to happen, but we'll imagine that it's true for a second. If you start as an individual contributor yeah. and you work for 18 months and you move companies and become a manager, which we're saying wouldn't happen, but imagine. Yeah. So at three years, you're now looking for a director job, a manager of managers. But you have three years experience. Yeah. And Only 18 months as a manager. Exactly. Yeah. And, and managing managers is different. And yeah. no relationships in the new company. Yeah. And you think, think, yeah. About, think about what a director does. What do you know about the strategy and the politics of your competitors yeah. and how to reward uh, managers? And yeah. How to measure managers. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what happens if you're 21, let's see, you're 25 and, you're, and, and one of your... 50-year-old managers comes to you and says, my, 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 my college-aged child is, you know, needs to go to rehab yeah. and, and um, I'm going to be gone for three months. Yeah. What do you well, know about that? Yeah. You're probably not going to bring your best emotional game to the table. You're not yeah. going to be sensitive. You're not going to be caring that comes from life experiences. Now, folks, we're not suggesting you have to be 50 to be a good manager. Don't put words in our mouth here. But if one of your more senior people comes to you, who reports to you and says, I need to fire somebody, and you've never fired anybody. And they want your guidance. Yeah. How's that going to work? Exactly. You're going to, in many cases, you're going to probably distance yourself from 
how to do that. Um, the other thing that you said that a lot of people conflate inappropriately is this idea of, I'm going to go from company A to company B and I'm going to get a pay rise, which we don't say in America, by the way. We say pay, pay raise, but yes. anyway. Um, and and that gets to something called internal compression, which I ended up talking about a bunch this last year, and I think I need to, we need to do a podcast about it. Folks, if you stay at one company and you get promoted in that one company at roughly the same speed that you move from company to company elsewhere, you're going to end up getting paid less because of something called internal compression. Now, I could go into that for hours, but, but the simple answer is when I go from company A to company B, Company B is obligated to pay me more in the talent marketplace. I won't go into the, the, all the levers for that, primarily because of the loss you have of goodwill when you leave company A. Goodwill is your ability to get things done internally at a company that aren't based just on your skills, but rather relationships, knowledge of the company, knowledge of the industry, and so on. And, and so they have to compensate you for it because you're going to lose all that goodwill when you go to their company. You're going to build new relationships, you're going to have to learn new things, and you're going to be less efficient. And they have to compensate you for the pain and suffering you're going to go through in terms of relearning things that are different at different companies because mm-hmm. every company has its own customs. And so we, I see all the time on you know these advice things, a lot of people are giving advice on the internet, but very few people like us give recommendations. They, they, they say, oh yeah, you need to move from company A to company B and you can get this pay rise and so on. It's like, yeah, you can get a pay rise, but it doesn't mean that you're necessarily worth more at your old company. In fact, you're probably not at your old company. Now, you may say, well, that just proves I'm worth more. Yeah, you're worth more at this new company. But when you start growing in that company, if you stay there, you'll start getting salary compressed there. Mm -hmm. And the idea that going from company to company and increasing your pay is the same thing as having more responsibility which is not true. No. It just doesn't happen as often as you might think. It's like thinking that the same house in different locations should cost the same. It doesn't for yeah, it a doesn't. million yeah, reasons. Exactly. Yeah, um, it's so contextual, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and you don't know about politics at the company. You don't know about strategy. You don't know about competitors. You don't know. You don't know what your how your company handles downturns or upturns. Oh. You don't know about capital processes. How are you going to massive manage a massive workload increase? There are. And with three years experience, million dollar yeah. budgets, five yeah. million dollar budgets. And, and I got to guess there's probably 30% of people listening right now going, no, that's not me. Uh, they're wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's I can do that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and you know what? There are some of you that you'll be able to do this. The vast majority, we say that manager tools and career tools are not for 90% of the people 90% of the time. So you may be in the five or 10% that this applies to. The problem is the vast majority of people assume they are, and then five years later are heartbroken yes. that, that it hasn't happened the way they want. Yeah, so. you are gonna crash and burn. Yeah. And and you can learn to do all these things. That's, yeah. what, that's, what, that's why managers who are more senior than you exist and, yeah. and are successful at their job, but it takes so much time, yeah. um, much more time than you want it to. You can't learn it in books. Yeah. You, you have to do it. Yeah. And fail a few times. I have a good friend whose son uh, is a tech guy in the Silicon Valley. And uh, he was saying, well, dad, I want to go to work at a small company. I'll have way more responsibility. And his dad said two things. He says, well, you'll be closer to the top of the company. Mm-hmm. But you may be... St- stapling papers together for a presentation, which is not necessarily more responsibility. You may, right? And generally, your your scope of your responsibilities are broader. But he said, while that may be true, um, you won't have as big an impact 
at a small company because you won't be able the to have them. Playing the, is small. Yeah, and, and the multiplier of being at a big company plus, if you spend five years at a small at five, a string of small companies that go out of business or whatever, your ability to hire by a big company, particularly ones that tend to hire only at entry level, is pretty small, and you'll feel like it's such a big come down. And he said, you know, maybe you ought to consider going to work for a couple of years at a big company where you see big company politics, and then you can go to work for a small company where the name of the big company will help you. And he ended up going to work for a big company, and he just sent an email. I just, his dad just forwarded it to me saying, yeah, it was absolutely the right thing to do. I just got recruited out of my company, specifically because I was there, mm -hmm. whereas in most cases in small companies, nobody's ever heard of the small company, so you're not going to be recruited out of there. You might, but probably not. Yeah. So our final recommendation is to go at your own pace. Yeah. So the fastest you are going to go in your early career is every two years that you're going to be promoted or you're going to change jobs. Like we said, there's exceptions, but, yeah. but in general, the fastest is every two years. And if you are moving faster than that, recruiters often look, if, uh, if you're moving faster than that and your job title is changing, but your responsibilities aren't getting any more senior, mm -hmm. that's a bad sign. Right. So don't move every two years thinking, oh, I, I need to move. Right. Like, stay where you are if you can't get right. the next step up and some people take keep that pace up for ten, the first 10 years and then they slow down and some people change every th they don't go every two years they do every three or every four or every five you tend to see in the first 20 years of people's careers the same more or less the same time turnover right. but, um, but other <clears throat> people stay for 10 or 15 or even 20 years we talked yesterday about some of the companies we know that uh, recruit and uh, entry level like yeah. uh, Procter uh, and Gamble, Walmart, and Enterprise, right. and and in order to become a manager at those companies, you have to have been there for seven or eight years because right. you you started at the beginning. Right. So there's there's nothing. There is no rule. There's no you have to do this in order to be having a successful yeah. career. In fact, if if you're in a small industry where every company is known then a recruiter in that industry will know how long it's supposed to take at the company you're at. But anybody outside that industry doesn't know how long at Apple or at Mellon Bank or at Coca-Cola or at Applied Materials or at uh, BNC or at SBS or at Deutsche Bank, how long that timeline is. People just don't. There are certain recruiters that are really industry specific that would know. But it's not as if some clock is ticking that everybody knows you're behind. There is one exception to that. There is a general rule. I don't know what the number is right now, frankly. I, we, I haven't done any client work in, in consulting firms lately. But historically, in consulting and accounting firms, there was a general rule. If you hadn't made partner, if you hadn't made uh, MD by seven years, um, or at least being considered for it in seven years, then that was potentially a black mark. I don't, I don't think that still applies. But that's one place where I knew that tended to be true. Um, and of course, in the military, there's a little bit of that. Yeah. Um, and there tends to be that. In, in government organizations yeah. a little bit more yeah. Yeah. but but you know it, when you joined the workforce you had the world was your oyster you could choose any job in any location for any reason that you wanted to and your career stays like that it's it there isn't a 10-year plan that everybody should be sticking to right. it's all your own choice yeah. and and as long as you can always give a reasonable explanation for the choices you made even if you go back I, I remember after I was fired, sitting in an interview uh, and having to explain to someone I was fired and saying, I thought I really wanted to work in the 
public sector because I wanted to feel like I was doing something useful. And it turned out it was a really bad fit for me. Yeah. And and the lady said, okay. Yeah. You know, I made a bad decision and yeah. I ended up being fired. And it was absolutely, you thought it was going to be a big deal and yeah, it was just it was, a puff of air. And, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So even if you make a bad choice, it I, doesn't matter as long as you had a reason for making the choice. Yeah, I don't think you've ever told me that. I, I knew you'd been fired, of course, you and I talked when that happened. and. I did not know that you thought going to a public company in a utility or in a municipality would be more useful. And I have to say, I hear that every once in a while, and I just find it absolutely <laughs> ludicrous, the idea that in government you could be useful. There may in fact be a more social component or uh, a more, I don't know what the word is, uh, serving society. And yet, if you folks, if you read Peter Drucker, you'll discover that organizations exist to serve societies. And the better organizations, not not the more social ones, not the nonprofit ones, not the governmental ones, the better organizations, the ones that achieve more of their mission, those are the ones who are serving society well. Now you could argue it doesn't excite you to make tech gadgets. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's fine. Um, but they serve society. If people are willing to pay money for their things, and they believe those people are getting things that they believe make their life better, which is why you purchase things, um, then. Um, you're serving society. So I'd never heard that before. That's, that's interesting. <laughs> and folks, as a general rule, if you think going into the public sector will help you feel like you're serving them, Wendy's experience <laughs> is probably pretty accurate. I wish I could say differently, but that's been our yeah. experience across the board. Um, yeah, so you, you don't have to worry about staying in a job too long. No, Some people will go really slow for about five or 10 years and discover, I really kind of topped out here. I've been happy. My family's been growing and so on. And now I realize I think I could probably do the manager job. And I've been telling myself I don't want to be a manager. Mm -hmm. A lot of, a lot of people, people say, I don't want to do that. I don't like managing. I don't want to be that guy or whatever. Yeah, we somebody yesterday at the conference. And, and then discovered, no, I, I really believe I could serve these people. These young people, they need my help. And I don't want another young manager to come in here and mess things up. So I'll take it on. And it's probably a bit of a stretch for them in some cases, but some of them take to it like a duck to water. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And other people get promoted every two years and they do fine. And other people get promoted every two years and get in above their head mm -hmm. thinking that what they want to get promoted. And then they realize they've gotten probably a little too far and the wisdom hasn't caught up with them yet. And suddenly they remember the old saying that the more, the higher you get up on the flagpole, the more your butt's exposed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Shall I sum up them? Yeah, sure. Uh, don't expect to be promoted sooner than 18 months. Don't move companies to speed this up and go at your own pace. Yeah, I think promotions are a case that when you hear things and you hear about things and you see TV shows and read stuff, you think that they're normal. It, mm -hmm. Promotions happen. And, and yeah, for the vast majority of people, promotions don't happen as fast as most people have ticking in their head. The ones that do, the anomalies, the ones that stand out, are the ones that get talked about because we don't talk about things that are normal, we talk about things that are divergent. Um, you're better off concentrating on your own career rather than comparing yourself to others. This is, uh, this is the equivalent of, folks, remember that every picture you see in every magazine, in every ad, of every celebrity or anyone in a picture has been photoshopped. They're not that skinny, they're not that pretty, they're not that perfect. And the stories you hear about people's careers are the stories that are really interesting. And for the vast majority of us, we're not that pretty, we're not that skinny, we're not that perfect, and it's okay. Don't try to be somebody you're not. Be you, be the best you you can be, serve other people, 
and recognize that you're not in charge of your promotional status. You can deliver high results. We want that. We want you to serve. We want you to grow and recognize being promoted is usually outside of your control unless you own the company. Um, and that's okay. And let's worry about things within our circle of influence and not in our circle of concern. Absolutely. Good. Thanks, Wendy. Bye, everyone. Thanks, everybody. That's it. Come back next week. Career Tools is always good. See you then.